The failure to act with sufficient ambition to avert the climate catastrophe will be the greatest moral failure of our time. Making changes takes courage, and if we don't change things, we won't have a future. I'm an environmentalist. A lot of people don't understand that. I think I know more about the environment than most people. You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. Change is coming, whether you like it or not. Zero Carbon East Off. Hello and welcome to Zero Carbonista Series 2, The Manifesto. I'm Ian Collins and you'd have to have been living under a rock not to have clocked what goes on on this podcast on a weekly basis. Yes, that's weekly. None of this once a month lark here. This is every seven days. Bang up to date on the biggest issues on the planet right now climate change. And if it's on the environmental agenda, it'll almost certainly be discussed here. The man at the helm, of course, each week is Dale Vince, the entrepreneur and environmentalist often referred to as an accidental businessman. He's the owner of the world's first green energy company, that's Ecotricity, also happens to be the chairman of Forest Green Rovers. Lots to wade through this morning, Dale. Are you well, sir? Yeah, I am. Thanks, Ian. I'm very well and quite excited because Today should be the day that we get the result from the US election, and that's a big deal for everybody in the world. Well, you say that. I think the results already happened, though. I mean, I don't know if you've been reading fake news or something. I mean, <laughs> I, it's actually already ha- yeah, way behind the curve on this. Have a, have a listen. Look, it's already it's done and dusted. We were getting ready to win this election. Frankly, we did win this election. We did win this election. So our goal now is to ensure the integrity for the good of this nation. This is a very big moment. What in the name of George Washington is he talking about? Well, it was not unexpected, was it, that he would call it early, prematurely, call it fake, call it fraud, etc., etc. I saw in the news this morning that a whole bunch of American broadcasters actually cut his uh, 16 minute yeah. speech from live tv they just yeah, yeah. just just cut it and said you know, do you know what the stuff he's saying is not true it's like well yeah but where have you been for the last five years <laughs> this is well, not new you know why were they platforming him for five years but he went into kind of uh, kind of uber mode in in, in terms of you know yeah. gibberish i mean this was just yeah. the rantings of an absolute psychopath as yeah. he stood there essentially suggesting that the american elections were about as democratic as the day that kim jong-un got elected in north korea and <laughs> he's playing this out as if it's real and has literally no evidence for it no it's uh, it's some kind of crazy death spiral isn't it from uh, from donald trump not to be unexpected perhaps because he's got a lot on the line i think his actual liberty is on the line here as soon as he's not president he's not protected by that immunity from prosecution and i think there's a whole queue of lawsuits waiting for him and uh, and probably a bespoke orange jumpsuit yeah, I think that's right. He's going to the bay, as they say. Uh, after <laughs> that, would be the one final time spray. Yeah, oh, nice. uh, the, yeah, the orange, the orange jumpsuit to match the, uh, the 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 shade of his own fizzog. Um, it's interesting that uh, I mean, technically, uh, this is where the withdrawal of the uh, America coming out of the Paris Climate Agreement kicks in, of course, because there's a, a this happened back in what 2017. And the regulations at the time meant the decision only takes effect the day after the U.S. election. So yeah. in theory or in actuality, uh, America are out of that agreement. 
Yeah, it's ironic, isn't it? It's almost like uh, Trump from beyond the grave, the presidential grave, at least, uh, enacting finally the withdrawal from Paris. But I think Biden will swiftly uh, reverse that, along with a whole bunch of other Trump decisions, actually, you know, around NATO, World Health Organization, all kinds of international stuff that we all used to take for granted as good stuff that the US would always be a major part of. And obviously, yeah. Trump, Trump took the, the US and the world in a different direction. And again, that only it comes down to this kind of dangerous rhetoric that I don't know whether he believes it. In his world, it doesn't matter whether he believes this stuff. He's just got to get people who vote for him to believe it, of course. And, you know, that's really what it's about, isn't it? You talk to climate change. There's that kind of breed of person out there that are just uncomfortable with the whole thing. You know, a man saying he's going to withdraw from it sounds like in their world, like a, a good thing to say. Again, no evidence for that. But And that's what he's played to, really. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny times we live in. People talk about a post-truth world, but I don't think that term itself anymore does justice to the extent to which Trump is divorced from the truth. As you say, he says anything that he wants. It's the, mm. it's the outcome that he's interested in. And I mean, there doesn't have to be a shred of truth and who knows whether yeah. he believes it or not, but he certainly believes it will help him get reelected. And, and so he does it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Do you think it's going to? Will it, are you confident it will be different under Biden um, in in terms of the climate agenda and where it goes? I, I can almost see him week one rejoining the, the the Paris Agreement. Yeah, I think so. I think that'll be quite immediate. There'll be a a bunch of very quick reversals and reengagement with the you know the world, uh, yeah. including the Western world with Europe. Probably less so with Britain, I think, which uh, I'm happy enough for. That's good. You know, we are a bit of a rogue state over here uh, on the edges of Europe. Um, No, I think he'll move quite quickly. Remains to be seen whether the Democrats control the Senate. but That's Mm. looking uh, very close. And if they do achieve that, then I think he'll be able to do a lot. Yeah, because there was a point. It's funny how it's flip-flopped, isn't it, in the last couple of days. There was a point. It was uh, Wednesday morning between about 7 and 10. I was following this forensically it looked uh-huh. like Trump was going to win this thing and um, so all bets were off so initially after midnight there was Biden hoovering up the states and the emergency services turned up at your yeah. place yeah they are and- again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every do they wait for the podcast to start I think recording? they do they say let's have a drive-by guys let's- get so excited about it <laughs> the, the, the old bill over there love it um uh, <laughs> And so there was um, there was Biden riding high in those early hours. And then suddenly there was this moment when it kind of turned and it, no, actually, Trump's going to retain this. And then quickly again, it reverted back to Biden and it's not really changed since. But the Senate, that did change because, of course, it's important who runs Congress for, for getting legislation through. And if the Senate is Republican and your leader is a Democrat, you've got a problem. But that's changing again. So, yeah, potentially it's going to be. It's going to be close. There's two runoffs in there. Um, yeah, I think it might indeed. be in Georgia. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, but yeah, fingers crossed. But look at us all obsessed by the U.S. election. What's going on? I know. Well, it, it's it's got huge ramifications. It's interesting. I was looking at you know talking about you know, what goes on in mm. different parts of the world, different countries. Shell, which is a global company, of course, um, yep. had a bit of a backfire moment this week. Um, did you did you see this? They put out a little Twitter poll. Yeah, um, it was only a small thing, but it was just kind of funny. A climate poll on Twitter posted by Shell backfired with the oil company accused of gaslighting the public. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, who who imagined 
in Shell that that would be a good idea to say to everybody else, what are you willing to do to fight climate change? It's, yeah. it, it begs the duh question. And well, actually, what are you willing to do, Shell? And um, they got some great responses. Yeah, they so did. And for those who didn't see this, they, they put out a, like a Twitter poll um, and they asked the question, what are you willing to change, as you just said, Dale, to, to help reduce emissions? Uh, offset emissions was one choice. Stop flying, buy electric vehicles or renewable electricity. And 44.7% of people, so almost half, said renewable electricity, which would have been a, a shocker down there at Shell HQ. That's right. And uh, several fairly prominent people uh, said to them, actually, what we're prepared to do is hold you to account for climate change, actually, and for knowingly bringing climate change all these yeah. years and, and that kind yeah. of stuff. And yeah, holding them to account, I think, was a was a very popular response. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's just kind of weird, isn't it? That As you say, somebody sat there somewhere. I mean, it might have been a lone sort of social media employee who thought, oh, here's a good idea, who I'm getting guaranteed probably doesn't work there anymore after that. But there was... Somebody gave that the green light and said, this is a good idea. They were only going to get a hassle from that. Yeah, that's right. Maybe it was somebody sat on furlough, you know, in their bedroom and just kind of dreamt it up and didn't run it by anybody. Yeah, could have been that. Um, Colin on Facebook says, you must have been smoking something strong to come up with Sky Diamonds, Dale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very funny. Actually, no, I wasn't. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I get it's a joke, but it's just like the the way my mind works. So I don't need uh, I don't need drugs to come up with yes. crazy ideas. <laughs> and it, of course, it did seem it, even to you there must have been a point when you thought, "Hang on, here's this idea. What? How, how can I manage to just recalibrate a system so that we can make the same thing, but in a different way without destroying half the planet?" There must have been a point when you put the mental handbrake and thought, "No, it can't be, can it?" No, I thought it was a mad idea, but um, but a really brilliant thing to do and just wanted to do it. And so that's kind of like how I approach things, not not can they be done, but it's a question of the degree to which I want to do them. And I just thought this was a brilliant idea and really had to be done. Yeah. Um, here's one from Ron who says, doesn't the methane you're using for Sky Diamonds cause more untold environmental damage? Isn't it? Fair question. Yeah, except we, we make the methane from sky gases anyway. So uh, it's a round trip, if you like. We pull, uh, well, we start with rainwater, which we split and take hydrogen from. We pull CO2 out of the air. And when you combine those two gases together, you can make methane. Um, yeah. So uh, no, we're, we're not actually causing any problems. Our, our process isn't low carbon, zero carbon. It's actually negative carbon. Uh, so the you know the end result of what we produce is less carbon in the atmosphere. I don't think there's an industrial process yet in the world that uh, can match that. Uh, here's a cracking story. A break from work, a welcome sight. Hot beef, beef, hot grill puts us right. It bumps us up, warms right through, helps us through the day. Bovril, delicious, warming, reviving. There's nothing quite like Bovril's beefy taste to put new heart into you. Fast. Of all the things that could discombobulate a Daily Mail reader, Dale, I mean, you might think, you know, they get angry about climate change or the fact that Biden might be the president. Uh, but one thing that's usurped all of that, it seems, and that is that a lot of people are very, very annoyed about vegan Bovril. 
Yes. And this was our third big story from last Friday. I think I mentioned we had like yeah. the, the diamond launch. We had El Glossico. And then on Sunday for World Vegan Day, we had a big thing. I'm surprised it didn't get more uh, publicity, actually, more coverage than it did. But I did see it made the mail and the telegraph. And you know what? I thought they both treated it fairly decently, considering their right wing um, outlets. Um, and actually, I think it's a it's a measure of just how mainstream vegan is that, you know, there's a big audience out here that uh, they, they wanted to respect. And so they gave balanced coverage of this idea. The yeah. idea the idea came from Bovril. Uh, they approached us and said, look, we're thinking of making plant Bovril. Can we collaborate? And of course, we love the idea because Bovril is kind of such a traditional football thing. And it's one of the things that uh, people used to bemoan the lack of, you know, 10 years ago when we started this FGR conversion into a green football club people say oh a yeah. pie and a bovril you know or a pint and a bovril either way but always a bovril um yeah. we can't have that anymore and uh hey guess what guys maybe you can i love some of the comments uh they never let you down on the mail uh shazza says first percy pigs went vegan now this um <laughs> calm down shazza it's just <laughs> bovril uh, and rob goodfella says if most people saw the meat version being made they'd never oh, buy it again God, um, yeah. uh, but it says i love the bit i love most about your bovril is uh, made in the uk since 2020 slogan yes which is a nice touch <laughs> it is a nice touch and you know i think it's worth saying in case anybody's confused bovril aren't going to stop doing bovril they're just going to make a plant version so you know all you all you guys and girls out there that like uh, boiled up cow you can still have it um, yes, but there's going to be a plant version. Yeah, Dev says, "Don't make me eat this." Uh, <laughs> Dev, can I just tell you, mate? Nobody's going to make you eat anything. All right, it's not. This wasn't like a. It's not a, a COVID rule that's come out. You must eat bovril or drink bovril every day. No, um, it will remain a choice. The last time I looked, it's still going to be a choice, but not for the cow. But not for the cow, indeed. Yeah. Yes, uh, go vegan on that one, and it's tasty as well. I mean, I, I think when people taste it, they, that's where you get people, isn't it, on the vegan food thing? When you taste it, I even heard Mike Graham on talk radio um, interviewing a, a vegan chef quite recently. Um, uh-huh. Well, did he try the food? He tried right. loads of it. He cooked uh-huh. cooked it himself as well, and cool. and really liked it. You know, if it wow. tastes nice, well, there's no reason to make a judgment because it hasn't got meat in it. No. No, that's that's just what happens. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, this comes in. In fact, Stacy says, "Why do you feel like you have to ruin bovril? It's meant to be made with beef." Um, <laughs> I think we've just established that now, haven't we? Yeah, we're not ruining bovril. Uh, we're just establishing an alternative version. Yeah, simple as that. Um, yeah. This one from David, who says uh, Joe Biden was talking about carbon capture to take methane out of animal manure. Uh, do you think this could have a big impact on climate change? Uh, David says, I'm a Forest Green Rovers fan, by the way, with my seven-year-old son, John, which is lovely. Oh, yeah, nice. No, I don't, actually. I think that it's a it's a bizarre idea, and essentially it would mean that we can carry on farming animals because we can take care of the emissions that come out of the poo. But the, uh, the methane that... Uh, animal agriculture emits doesn't just come out of one end i think more of it comes out the other end in the form of um belching Uh, but in any event you know it's we'd have to work really hard to do this carbon capture at the moment is an uneconomic science uh, fiction idea you know the the big oil companies love it they talk it up oh we've got carbon capture we can carry on burning fossil fuels that's why they love it uh, it's not happening at scale. Uh, it's not even happening at small scale economically. So it's, yeah. it's a long way from being the answer. We need what we need to do is just stop eating animals, and yeah. uh, we solve the problem at source. It's all in the book. 
It's in the book. Was that the book? I just heard the book bugle there. It, it, it happened very seamlessly, Dale. That was a, a beautiful moment of, of marketing on your part. Uh, I'm, it's, I'm it's getting all in the book. I'm uh, turning into a pro. The, the update then for the book, for those who want to buy it. It's out on the 26th of November, which I think is just three weeks away now. Uh, we get our first hard copies next Tuesday and we'll start packing them for pre-orders. Nice. And uh, it's getting exciting. We've got a big announcement next week, actually, on the book that kind of ties in that with our Sky Diamond announcement. So that's the extent of the tease for today, but a very big announcement. And that's going to be a lot of fun as well. Good work. Uh, and let's just go back to a story we have already mentioned. Diamonds are forever. I thought last week, Dale, that I was being kind of... I was in a sort of Doctor Who episode where the world, everybody in the world turned into Dale Vince because I turned on my TV and there you were. I turned on my radio and there you were. I get into work and look at my own radio running order and there you are. I open up The Guardian and there you are. I look at CNN and there you are. Everybody turned into Dale. Wherever I went, I saw your face. Um, And it, it was all because of the diamonds, of course. But actually, what I wanted to pick up on was how many interviews did you do last week on this? Oh, God knows. Uh, honestly, I, I don't know. It was a flat out day from six in the morning till about six uh, in the afternoon. Wow. And um, the media company that have been helping us with this have estimated our reach in, into the so many billions that they say they're embarrassed to tell us. They won't tell us because... Uh, Seriously. Yeah. yeah. That's, in, that's incredible. Yeah. Uh, it, there was a lovely moment when you... when. We did an interview uh, on my program on Talk Radio, and uh, I, I said to you, have you got any of the diamonds there with you? And because we broadcast, of course, not just audio, but visually as well, we stream mm-hmm. the program um, in visual uh, terms. Uh, you held up a box of diamonds, and I said to you, how much is roughly that worth? And you said about a million pounds. And it was interesting to watch four people in our studio almost fall to the floor <laughs> at that moment the mouths widened the jaws dropped to the ground the faces lit up uh, a million quid's worth of diamonds i hope you've hidden them oh yeah i'm not gonna say actually because uh, <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. uh, actually they're in my bag i must meet i gotta put them back in the safe i keep forgetting and that's it for this episode uh, it's been a, a beauty dale um and we'll speak next week yeah thanks Ian. that That went really fast. It must be because it's so much fun. Indeed. Don't forget, of course, you can subscribe for free from your podcast provider so you get each new episode automatically. Do leave a review as well. And if you want to get in touch, you can email your comments or questions to zerocarbonista at ecotricity.co.uk. Really important bit. This Make sure you follow Dale on social media. That's twitter.com slash dalevince, facebook.com slash dalevince. Zero Carbon East Off.